And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Welcome to the NBA Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. Ding, ding. How about we can just watch basketball? I like that idea. Hello and welcome to the Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. I'm Dave DeFore here with Moda Keel to recap Game 4 of the Eastern Conference Finals. And Mo, the Boston Celtics finally decided to show up. 116-99, Boston Celtics take Game 4. We're going back to Boston. The series is now three games to one. Miami still leads. Mo, the biggest story here... Celtics look like the Celtics uh, we watched all season. Yeah, no, this is the Celtics team we've kind of been expecting and waiting for to show up in the conference finals. I felt like they they shot the ball incredibly well. They got good playmaking. Their defense was pretty rock solid across the board. Like, for the most part, like, hey, it was nice of them to join us today for the Eastern Conference Finals is really kind of my feeling with that. Yeah, um, offense looked a lot better. And, of course, when you go 19 of 45 from the three-point line, that helps quite a bit. But that's sort of how the Boston Celtics are built. They're a three-point shooting team. Obviously, they've they've struggled to shoot the ball. But in this game, outscored Miami by 33 points from behind the three-point line. Miami only 8 of 32 from three. And, th- and that was kind of the story of this game. Well, Yeah, no, I mean, Miami struggled from three. I think Miami itself, I think they might have gotten a little bit ahead of themselves, thinking they might be able to just walk through this one. Uh, They were sloppy. 15 turnovers. I didn't feel like there was the level of fight that we've seen from them throughout this series. I didn't see that in this game tonight, and I think that was one of those things. And and across the board, it's like nobody really kind of stood out. You know, Jimmy Butler had a rough shooting night. Uh, Bam was very quiet. And was not very aggressive. You know, you have uh, Gabe Vincent got going a little bit, but I just wasn't blown away from these guys in the sense of what we saw from them the first three games, where I felt like no matter what, even when they were down in those games, Dave, I was like, oh, they're still going to win this game. This one just kind of felt like it was Boston's to lose at any point. Yeah, Boston went on a big run uh, in the third, and it just kind of ran away from, from the heat, I think. Uh, but a guy that did show up, I thought was the best player on the court tonight, Jason Tatum, 14 of 22 from the field, had 34 points, 11 rebounds, 7 assists, had a couple of blocks. Started out the game a little bit rough, Mo, and, you know, elimination game, you start to get worried, but he turned it around. Dave, I mean, it's starting out a little bit rough, he had four turnovers in the first half, finished with five, the, the Celtics as a team finished with 10, he had half of their turnovers, um, and it was all mostly early on, and I think, yeah, you're you're starting to, like, panic you're almost like oh god like is this how they're gonna go out in that way but give him credit and this is something we saw in the philly series right like really pat the game six just 
completely awful and then got going really down the stretch. Like he's able to kind of do it. This is the game they need from him. And the stuff I like from him, Dave, was there wasn't as much isolation, pound, pound, pound. I'm going to pull up. There was some of that, but then there were smart plays and, and plays like he's coming off the screen. The heat are doubling. He kicks it to Grant Williams, who drills a three, who played really well tonight as well. I think like this game for the Celtics, like they need to hang their hat on it. Like for them, they need to go like, this is how we play. This is what we need in game five. Yeah. It's a, a huge role player game in a must win. I mean, absolute must win. Cause otherwise your season's over. But game on the road, Al Horford, three of six from three. Marcus Smart hit three threes. Derek White hits three threes. Grant Williams hits four threes. I mean, when you get that sort of production, I mean, Boston has to win those games. Um, but but that's sort of the secret to their success is Jason Tatum, go nuts. And then we either need to get the supporting cast to show up or Jalen Brown. And in this one, it was a supporting cast. Yeah, and I think, you know, the, the other thing, and this is... Uh, Joe Missoula deserves a lot of credit. He's taken a ton of, of crap from everybody across the board. People were firing him before this game. Dave, like you're ready to run him out of town, you know, and it's, it's, you know, I've been saying, you know, I, I, a little bit of a play. I have an article out this talking about, this isn't all on Joe and the other guys need to show up. Those guys showed up, but he did a great job coaching. He was calling timeouts quickly to stop runs, which is something we haven't seen. There's one possession where he didn't like the way the offense was going for Boston. He calls a timeout. Jalen Brown had they, the ball in the corner. Him, yeah. And then he calls a timeout and gets him a, gets him a bucket. And I think like, Hey, those, that was a really well-coached game from Joe Missoula, who has been taking a beating across the board over the, the, the entire series and really the whole playoffs. I felt like you, you look at this one, you go, man, this is one of those games they got to be really happy with. And it'll be an easy flight for home for them to for game five on Thursday. Yeah, that timeout in particular, Mo, I have it in my notes. I mean, it stood out to me because of Missoula, but also because they were doing nothing. They needed a bucket, and they actually came out, ran a play, and got a bucket. And number one, yeah, good for Joe Missoula. But number two, man, more NBA coaches should take note of that, that you're allowed to, if you're going to burn a timeout, you might as well come out and run a play. They didn't isolate. They actually got you know, a, a pretty big basket when they needed it. So, you know, maybe Joe Missoula has turned a corner here and, and found some confidence as a coach. I mean, or maybe it was a fluke. We, we won't know until the series. It was over. one game. We'll have to see until <laughs> we get to game five. Right. And, and, and all that, but listen, I get it. Boston fans are fired up. They're screaming 2004 Red Sox. Here we go. Jalen Brown was like, don't let us win a game. Well, all right, you won a game. Now let's see what you do. I'm, I think this is still going to be a pretty interesting uh, game five. I, I, Miami, they're they're pretty cutthroat. I feel like this was a game that felt I didn't feel like they came out with the appropriate uh, attitude to the whole deal. Yeah, um, well, as a lifelong Yankees fan, I will tell you that uh, being up three zero on a Boston team and inviting. A-Rod and Derek Jeter into the building is just <laughs> flirting with karmic disaster. I mean, it just, you're really playing with the uh, sports gods with that one. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Let's talk a little bit about about Miami and and their lack of energy, and in particular, Jimmy Butler. I mean, you mentioned rough shooting night, 9 of 21, played 39 minutes, but, you know, it didn't feel like he was playing with the same level of force that we're used to with with Jimmy Butler. Kind of disappeared a little bit down the stretch. Took a longer rest even in the fourth than I expected when the game was still, I thought, within reach. Um, you know, is this just a matter of, like you said, maybe they weren't quite as mentally engaged for game four? Or or is there something bigger here? Maybe maybe Jimmy's a little bit tired? Yeah, I think Jimmy's just a little bit gassed. And I think that's perfectly fine in, in that scenario. And, and even stealing a little bit of extra rest in the fourth quarter, not a... Uh, uh, bad deal there for the heat i think this is just one of those things where hey man like the the playoffs are hard i know it hasn't (laughs) looked like it in the conference finals i know the nuggets swept the lakers i know miami went up 3-0 and and everything was looking easy i just people have to just understand the playoffs are freaking hard they're hard and i think it takes a while you know and it takes a toll on you the further you go and getting the wins and things like that and i think he just kind of ran out of gas on this one yeah, sweeps are hard too, by the way. That's why we've never had two conference finals end in a sweep in the same season. And that streak continues, you know, unfortunately for those of us who were hoping for some time off. Uh, for, for Miami, when you're going back to Boston game five, right? You need to win this. I, I feel like they need to close this out in five. They don't want to let this get to six because you get to six and all of a sudden you've got you've given Boston a puncher's chance to make it a one-game series. I really feel like they got to come out hard in that game five, Mo. Um, what do you want to see them do differently that, that they didn't do in game four? Well, no, I just think their energy level. Look, they shot the ball poorly. Jimmy didn't play well. Bam was not aggressive. Like, I don't even think it's uh, a a really interesting. Uh, I don't feel like there was anything strategically that was done. I don't think Boston did anything strategically. That was just so amazing that, oh, this is the turning point. This isn't Rui Hachimura guarding Jokic. It's a, it's not a, uh, and that was <laughs> right. a joke for those who may yeah. not get it. Uh, but the, the, I, I, I don't feel like this is a, a massive one. And Dave, even if they lose game five, I still don't think it's a big deal for the heat. I mean, it is in the sense of like, okay, a little more attention in that sense, but I still think the, the, the situation with where they're at and everything, it wouldn't shock me if they lose game five. And Boston's a good team. Boston's playing well. If Boston shoots this well from three, they're probably going to win that game because that's kind of been the, the the difference there. This is one of the few games, though, where Miami allowed them to get a lot of threes off. And I think that will be the attention to detail that Spo will go back to it. But you know Spo's going to get in his lab, Dave. <laughs> He's going to find something. He's going to do something uh, tricky and, 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 and get them going again. I'm not... Uh, even if they lose game five, though, I'm not going to I wouldn't panic if I was Miami in that sense. And, uh, you know, one story to kind of pay attention to um, mid fourth quarter, 
Gabe Vincent goes up to get a rebound and he rolls his own ankle. And, and you know, it looked kind of nasty. He tried to play through it, um, went back to the locker room. Um, that's something to watch. Gabe Vincent's super important for this team. Obviously, no Tyler Hero. The, his his ability to stir the drink has gotten a lot of of offense generated for them, getting to the basket, attacking, even Robert Williams uh, in this game. You know, uh, he had another great game, and that's something to watch, Mo. I mean, maybe it's a little bit more Kyle Lowry than, than we've been used to in this series if Gabe Vincent's hampered. And ultimately, even though Kyle Lowry didn't shoot it all that well, he wasn't that bad when he was on the floor. But it's, listen, Miami can't afford to keep losing guys. And I think that's really what it comes down to, right? Like, it's just like, we can't go down another guard at this point. And I think those are the things that would be concerning. And I think it's uh, going to be interesting to see how how Miami responds going into game five. I thought Rob Williams was really good as well in this game. I don't feel like we gave him a lot of pub. And then the, the, the numbers, again, don't show those things. But all in all, I think for Boston, like you got to feel confident. Like, yeah, this is this is the team. This is who we're supposed to be. This is this is who is supposed to start the series now. And and they played with urgency. I felt like, and we'll see how it, we'll see how it carries over. Because the one thing about this Boston team, man, I don't trust them, Dave. We think they found something, and then they just go crap the bed. They they really do. Just they have the strangest identity. I mean, last year we knew them as this defensive powerhouse that that could obviously score but this year it just feels like it doesn't have the same intensity defensively as they as they were able to tap into last year and I don't know if that's Rob Williams being you know a, a little bit lesser than as far as physically or, or whatever maybe it's Al Horford lost a step I'm, I'm not no. sure but no it's Marcus Smart has not been very good defensively this year and Jalen Brown has not been very good defensively this year we could say it it's that's I mean that's right. what it was like if we're being honest those are the guys that were that that let this Boston team down defensively they they had bite last year defensively and Marcus Smart won defensive player of the year we can debate that whole award if we want but he 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 was at least in the running and in that conversation he wasn't that this year and injuries age whatever Brown he wasn't that guy that we expect him defensively in it in, in this year in the season and I I'm not. You know, so like, yeah, the defense is going to take a step back when two of your main wing perimeter defenders aren't playing up to their level. And I think that's kind of one of the reasons why their defense fell off. Yeah. Well, uh, game five is going to be Thursday night. Mo, you're going to be back on the ding. I think it's going to be you and Andrew Schlecht. So if you're watching us on YouTube. Join us here. If you're listening to us on the podcast player of your choice, come join us on YouTube. We like to check the comments and uh, Nandit Singh in, in our YouTube comments, he tells us the only way the Celtics lose if it's extremely close and they turn the ball over, which has been, that's been a big problem for them, Mo. I mean, again, started out the game, Jason Tatum throwing the ball all over the place, and you and I both thinking the same thing. It could be a long night for Boston, so he, he's definitely on to something there. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, uh, Boston is not good in close games. Those guys, those stars do not show up that often. In, in close games. They've had moments, but they do not always do that. Yep, and uh, and yes, and Nandit Singh points out that the Celtics gave all of us NBA media folks something to do for the rest of the week, and we, of course, appreciate him for that. And I appreciate Mo DeKeel joining me, Dave DeFour, here for the Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. Ding, ding.
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.